Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some r slash hole. <laughs> and if you'd like to skip that initial waffle, timestamps are in the description and along the timeline below. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And before we do jump into today's stories, I just want to thank some members who have joined up recently and some rejoins. So we'll start off with... Journey Rose, Zonny Hoffer, V Min, Emily Brown, Bernadette Wallace, Raven Wolf Girl, Helen Borland, and the new joint from Medchan. Thank you so much for your love, support, and time, and to each and every one of you for spending 20 minutes of your precious time with me today. Let's crack on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, it looks like today we're starting off with a spicy one from Throw Away Bride titled, Am I the Arsehole for Refusing to Give Up My Dream Wedding Dress, Though It Means My Fiancé's Family Will Not Attend? I'm in a lot of turmoil right now, and it feels like everything is falling apart. I've never had a great relationship with my future mother-in-law. It isn't terrible, but I can sense that she doesn't like me. My fiancé is very close to his family, so there has been some tension. I didn't invite mother-in-law wedding dress shopping because our relationship is awkward, but I thought I'd show her a picture to make her feel included. My dress is a beautiful flowy beachy dress, but not technically a wedding dress and could be ordered in color. I bought it from a local boutique that we both love. Mother-in-law said that I can't wear the dress because she bought the same one for her 50th birthday, which is two weeks after my wedding. Mother-in-law does have the dress though in mint green color. There is enough detailing that is clearly the same dress, and she has the receipt to prove she got it first. Lavish birthday parties are a thing in our circle, so I know she has invested serious time and money in this party. 
I said that I'm going to wear the dress, despite the fact I could easily return it with no loss, because I didn't do this out of malice and I love it. Mother-in-law said if she wears it two weeks after I do, everyone is going to think she is pathetic and copying her son's wife. I said sorry, but not really my problem. Everyone has gone crazy since I said that. His entire side of the family and the friend's mother-in-law invited have all backed out of the wedding. So like 15 people and it will be noticeable. His sisters were supposed to be in the wedding party on his side, but dropped out and have blocked him on everything. His stepdad won't talk to him and says he regrets raising him and he isn't a real man because a man would stand up for his mum. His bio dad is even in mother-in-law's side, which doesn't surprise me because they are good friends, but he called us up to shame us the other night. My fiance is hurting and found that his family had a big beach day and invited everyone but him. He called mother-in-law and they talked but didn't come to a resolution. She said if I refuse to do the right thing, the only answer is no one going to her party can go to the wedding. He tried calling sister-in-law and found out she blocked him. He is mad at me now and feels she had it first. Edit for some info, mother-in-law has never acted like this before, truly ever. She is extremely laid back, doesn't show emotion, not really attention seeking, which is why my fiance is so confused. At this point, I think the relationship with his sisters and stepdad is beyond repair for now and I am scared to have them at the wedding. To all the people saying I should wear it to her birthday, lol, but I'm banned and her ex has already promised to act as a bouncer, not that I'll ever crash it. And we do have like a mini edit slash update to this story afterwards. But let's cover the comments, try and get a bit of clarity, and then we'll move on to the mini update. We'll start off with Raymond Beaumont, who says, you can wear whatever you want, but at some point, you might need to think if this dress is more important than your wedding, because it seems like that might not happen at this point. Edit, everyone acts like this is just normal behavior for mother-in-law and is a slippery slope. If you don't wear the same dress as her, you will always be under their control. While OP has repeatedly stated there have been no issues and this all seems to be about this exact situation. If mother-in-law had written the post, would people be, if she wears the dress, she will start wearing the same clothes as you own? Of course not, because that's ridiculous. Things can happen. That doesn't mean they will continue to happen under different circumstances. Some people writing comments here are more dramatic than mother-in-law and her family. <laughs> Terra Farmer says everyone sucks here. All of you sound difficult, except possibly your SO, who is caught between a bunch of self-righteous, entitled people who don't care about the damage they do. Hey, Poke GLs replies to that one saying this, the mother-in-law is difficult, but so is OP. You could have been the bigger person and get another dress. You said it yourself. You can still return it and no big loss. Seems like OP chose to make it more difficult and is a bit of a bridezilla. You should help your fiance out and not wear the dress. Get a different one because you're ruining his relationship with his family and yeah, they are being assholey, but he loves them and you're driving the wedge. I can't see a good marriage from a start like this, especially since he's mad at you now. Legion replies to that and quotes, you could have been the bigger person and get another dress and then says, God, would everybody effing stop with this be the bigger person bullshit? Why the hell does OP need to be the bigger person over a wedding dress? She's not the one acting like a lunatic. And her being the bigger person will do nothing but encourage her in-laws to continue being awful. Grundle Stiltskin says, everyone sucks here, to be honest. You kind of walked into this one by purchasing a non-wedding dress from a local boutique that the two of you both like. There was always going to be a distinct possibility of something like this happening because of that. 
Maybe you can suggest going dress shopping with your future mother-in-law to find her a new dress for her birthday. 50th birthdays are kind of a big deal. Not like a wedding, but still a significant milestone. So I understand that she wants to look nice for it, and there's probably a good chance that a large number of guests at the birthday will also attend your wedding. And she's not totally out of line for thinking people might say she copied you. But again, you're the one buying your wedding dress from a local non-bride boutique, so you're running the risk of buying something that other people would want to wear to non-wedding events. Honestly, I think the main issue your mother-in-law has is the fact that you didn't invite her dress shopping, and are also brushing her off rudely by saying, not my problem. Not the fact that she has the same dress as you. OP replies that saying I actually did suggest that and offered to pay for it. She played fake confused and said why would she need a different dress since she's never going to see me in mine. I'm done talking to her because she asked me to please not contact her anymore. Her kids blocked me on everything and her husband banned me from the house. Rusty Little Spoon says I may be a little biased on this but honestly drop every single one of these people out of your life not the arsehole. These people just showed both you and your future husband that they care more about their image than their family. They are willing to miss your wedding and literally kick you out of family events over a dress. This is absolutely ridiculous. Please do not give in to this manipulation. They are trying to set a standard where they will force you and your husband to do what they want for the rest of your life. This is incredibly manipulative and it will not stop. If you allow this to slip by, it will get more frequent and worse. Your future husband is a great man for standing up for you and being on your side. Not many people have the strength to stand up to their family like this. Do not give in to this blatant manipulation. And one more comment which OP replied to that one saying he is wavering though. And he said he doesn't know if he'll marry me if I wear the dress because he thinks she is morally in the right. He only stood up to me to present a united front in case we do get married. So before we move on to the next story, we'll cover the little final edit, which is a small one, which says, my dress is going back and I apologize to her because I can't understand it, but something deeply hurt her. Mother-in-law and my fiance are talking for the first time in over a month. She seems exhausted and sad, but there is hope. I really don't think father-in-law or sister-in-laws will ever get over this, but we will see. Now, as you saw, there was a mixed bag in the comments on this one between not the arsehole and everyone sucks here. And reading the comments and listening to them, it, it sort of made me think I had to go back and listen a couple of times. And is there more to this story that we're missing for mother-in-law to slut to just blow up like that after OP said, you know, they're very usually very calm and all this kind of thing. Not that it's an excuse for blowing up the way she did. I don't. It just seemed like a huge reaction to two people having the same dress. But you know, as we've seen in many of these other stories, these dresses, having a unique dress for special events seems to mean a lot to people. But what do you guys think? Let me know in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Driving Issues TA. Am I the arsehole for refusing to drive my girlfriend anywhere, forcing her to stop her hobby? My 30 male girlfriend, 30 female, cannot drive. She did lessons over three years ago, hates driving and refuses to drive. She never took her test, so she doesn't have a driver's license. During COVID, she decided to stop working and I mentioned to her that it would be good for her to use that time to practice driving and do a test where we live since where we live there isn't a ton of public transport and asked her to let me know when she wanted to practice driving. After six months where she never asked me to practice, I started pushing her to do some driving and we started going. She would have a panic attack every time a car was behind her and had forgotten lots of rules of the road. She wasn't braking before getting to a roundabout and whenever I said to her to brake, she'd get angry. 
so I told her it'd be better to reach out to a professional and do more lessons and offer to pay for it. She never did and asking her about it would cause issues, so I stopped. When she started looking for a job, she had to accept that the only job that was was easy to reach with public transport. After getting the job, she told me she'd never drive and I told her that that was okay, but I would not be driving her places anymore because she had years to start driving and chose not to. She now registered for dance classes, which has been her hobby since forever, but the classes are 15 to 20 minutes away by car. I asked her how she was going to get there and she said she'd need me to drive her. I refused to drive 15 to 20 minutes there and back and have to repeat that an hour later, three times a week. It screws up my evening and I did it pre-COVID because I was under the impression it was temporary, but I will not be doing it forever. When I told her this, she said she didn't think I was serious about her driving and that it was controlling to force her to drive when she didn't want to, when it made her anxious and that it was even worse to force her to quit her hobby. There aren't any classes she can reach by public transport. I can understand anxiousness, but I've been driving her back and forth places for the four years we are together and cannot keep doing this. If I keep doing it, she has no incentive to drive. So, am I the asshole? Now, as always, I feel for anyone that suffers from anxiety in in particular situations, especially one when you're driving, because because that will be an incredibly tough one to deal with. But I believe it will have to be dealt with at some point if she does want to drive, although she says she doesn't in this story. But her to call you controlling isn't, it's just not on. She's... (laughs) She calls you controlling and then tries to manipulate you by doing so into getting what she wants. And I really can't blame you for to spend 15 to 20 minutes each way several times a week. Yeah, that that is a lot of time. And then there's the preparation to be like to be going out the door and all that kind of stuff. And you have to work around that all week. It's just not fair to you. And I can't believe she isn't stepping back and saying like, wow, yeah, that is incredibly selfish of me to even be considering that seeing as you gave her ample opportunities to be driving by now even offered to pay for driving lessons i mean there's other options i mean she could get a bike for one or she could get a taxi but fruby 86 says not the arsehole if she decides not to drive she must also take the consequences it's not your responsibility to get her everywhere she wants she can still learn how to drive if she doesn't want to she won't be able to benefit from having a car so either get another hobby or find another way to get there only video says not the arsehole you've got uber where you live she said she does not want to drive cool leave her alone about it you can drive when you two go place together but yeah you're not a shuttle service either maybe commit to taking her one day a week and she can figure out the other two dying insect says not the arsehole i don't drive i don't want to drive i have no intention of changing that and i don't rely or expect other people to drive me i walk get buses use trains and trams sometimes use a taxi and if i cannot access something in one of those ways i don't go to it if she suggested the two of you relocate to somewhere with good transport options and more things being within walking distance would you consider it Jeff in SoCal says and quotes and that it was controlling to force her to drive when she didn't want to. Then says, so what does she call it when she wants to force you to drive when you don't want to? Not the asshole. She doesn't want a partner. She wants a crutch. To which FSBBEM replies that saying she's right. It is super controlling of her to demand her boyfriend to be a 24-7 taxi. She's manipulative and I see signs of gaslighting and very controlling behavior from the girlfriend. 
She needs to get therapy and get medical attention to root out the cause of her vehicular anxiety. Suck it up and learn to drive or accept that her limited capacity means there are things she wants to do but won't be able to. Those are all 100% her responsibility to manage on her own without her boyfriend. Not the arsehole. And we'll finish up with Red Flame Arrow who says some people have such bad anxiety concerning driving that professional lessons won't even help. This is not something you can just tell her to get over anymore, any more than you can tell someone to pick themselves up and get over their depression. Additionally, there are real dangers to themselves and others if they're forced to do so. Together, you have to work out where to go from here. Now, what do you guys make of this situation? How would you deal with this scenario if your partner had such bad anxiety they couldn't drive themselves and was requesting you drive them pretty much everywhere? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from Accomplished Hat 377 Am I the arsehole for telling my brother-in-law he can't blame me for his kids' sensory issues? My husband's brother has a seven-year-old son was diagnosed with SPD, sensory processing disorder. It affects the taste he can tolerate and the texture of things he can touch and eat. He has a pretty basic diet consisting of some cheeses, noodles, chicken, grapes, baked beans, and roasted potatoes. I also have sensory issues that were only diagnosed when I was 13. My issue is taste and smell. Perfumes, body sprays, cooking, etc. all set me off and so does food. My diet improved when my parents learned how to make more basic dishes for me that could still be altered slightly for everyone else. Plain chicken and rice, plain noodles and rice, fruits, yogurts, regular pizza, roast and baked potatoes, oatmeal, smoothies. The smoothies is how I get some veg into my diet. It's come on a lot from when I was young and only ate yogurts. My nephew and I have a special bond because we get each other. My brother-in-law hates it. He blames me for giving nephew SPD. He said, if I wasn't so damn picky and such a baby, his son would be fine. This despite the fact he has seen me puke when I walk into a room with a strong smell. He also hates that I've been able to help nephew with some of the sensory issues the way my parents helped me. My husband and I have him some Fridays and Saturdays and his mum, brother-in-law's wife, loves that he has me. But brother-in-law blamed me. I told brother-in-law he couldn't blame me for his son's sensory issues, that it cannot be controlled or prevented and he needs to focus more on being a good parent to his kid than assigning blame. He blew up and told me I did not get to speak to him that way when it's my fault. My husband got home right as he said that and my husband kicked him out. Am I the asshole? It's crazy to think in this day and age with the knowledge that's all around us these days that people still like associate in this case SBD is just like being so damn picky and it's just like oh my word palm to forehead moment and I'm kind of glad that at least brother-in-law's wife can at least see the light in this situation and says that you know this child now has someone who's dealing with SPD as well and someone to bond with and connect over that and help them get through it as well. And I think that's a fantastic thing. One Ronil says, not the arsehole. I cannot believe that we're living in 2021 and people still think that disorders can be passed around like a cold. Spud Rosa says and quotes, he needs to focus more on being a good parent to his kid than assigning blame. Then says, it's a difficult pill to swallow. We live in a blame culture where personal accountability and introspection is rare. Not the arsehole. 
Nova21 says, not the arsehole. Your brother-in-law is looking for someone to blame so he can excuse himself from being the parent his child with SPD actually needs. Stargazer6 says, not the arsehole. Your brother-in-law is not being a good parent. Being fussy with food and having a legitimate sensory issue are completely different. Emmy says, not the arsehole. You're, you're simply accommodating for the child's needs. Crow Queen says, not the arsehole, definitely. Your brother-in-law needs some sort of reality check in order to deal with his own kids. And one more from Drip Like Chocolate who says, not the arsehole. Some in-laws are just arseholes. In saying that, some parents don't cope very well when their child isn't normal. It sounds like brother-in-law is one of them. Until brother-in-law lets go of the child he won't have and embraces the child he's been blessed with, he will always be a little toxic. Also, it's very uncommon to meet someone who shares a similar diagnosis. So you and the nephew finding each other will only add value to your lives. Now, what do you guys make of this story? What do you make of today's collection of stories? What are your verdicts? I would love to hear them if you have a moment of your time to share them. It'd be hugely helpful if you could click that like button if you did enjoy. And if you want to support the channel further, but never any pressure to do so, you can click that join button down below for YouTube or click the link in the description and head on to Patreon and join up there. A huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for being involved today and every single day you're amazing do not forget that and i will see you in the next one take care guys much love What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.